When life bumps up against you, you have the choice to pucker up and put on a sour face or mix it up with ingredients like resilience, persistence, and grace into the delectable concoction only you can serve. We are Greer McVeigh and Whitney Wiley, speakers, authors, and entrepreneurs. We're also sisters, and since we were children, we've made a habit of turning challenges into the lessons and launch paths of our lives. Each week, we'll discuss the recipes that will turn your biggest challenges into the building blocks of the successful and fulfilling life of your dreams. On occasion, we'll include experts and thought leaders who'll join the party and you're always invited to. Join us as we share the sweet highs and sour lows and every drop of life in between. Along with our guests, we help you shake and stir your own lemons into lemon drops. Welcome to the Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops podcast. Welcome back. It's Whitney Wiley with Shifting in the Action and the co-host of the Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops podcast. I am here today. We're doing a book launch for the book. I'm going to show this to you, the book. She is an overcomer. It is a new, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take that away. I'm going to say these words, best-selling authors, number one best-selling authors, right? So Kathy, Alicia, Kelly, and Dara, um, congratulations on becoming best-selling authors. I know it must be exciting. Um, have been there before. Whose first time is this? Oh, awesome. So two of you, this is the first time and two of you have been there before. So congratulations again. Um, we are talking again about the book. She is an overcomer uh, by the publishers, Action Takers Publishing, uh, Linda Sunshine West and Sally Green. This is part three of four parts that we're doing today to talk with the authors about their contributions to the book and some of what they have gone through, their stories that have led them to contribute to the book. So uh, Dara, I understand that you are the principal co-author of this book. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about how this book came to be and a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Well, thanks for having all of us here, Whitney, and interviewing all these amazing women who are now best-selling authors. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited about that. I literally just found out right before we came on here. So my heart is still pounding really hard and I'm shaking so excited. Um, but yeah, so I have um, done books before and I've done books with um, Action Takers Publishing. So this isn't my first time. But in that journey, um, you know, this is a book about faith and about women who overcame things and about their faith and how that worked in that. And during this process of when I was working on my last book with action takers, God laid it on my heart to do this book about women telling their stories of overcoming. And um, 
so I brought it to Sally um, Green first, her and I met, and I told her, you know, I have this book, and, and God has laid it on my heart, and I want to tell these stories. I don't know the title, but this is what I want to do, and she was like, yes, and she told Linda, and Linda said, yes, let's do it, and um, Sally actually was the one that came up with the name. She is an overcomer, um, so I, I credit her for that, but um, so this really was, you know, it was just me saying yes to something that God laid on me so that all these women have the opportunity to share their stories in order to help other women um, who may be feeling, you know, alone or that maybe no one else knows what they're feeling or no one else can um, understand or that, you know, they can't get out of this. Maybe they feel like like there's no way to come from where they are to where they want to be, yeah. but these women have done it. And that's what this book's about. I love that. I love that. And the title of your chapter is Life After Suicide. Mm -hmm. um, you want to share just a little bit about what your chapter is about and how, how that's come to be a part of your life. Yeah. So um, just in general, um, Life After Suicide, I lost my dad to suicide in 2013. Um, and that was kind of my turning point in life. I've always had depression and I've, it's been something I've battled with and seeing my dad go through that and knowing that he was so into his darkness that he couldn't pull himself out and to go through that pain and to go through the, the healing process myself um, of losing someone to suicide. Um, of course, that's something that I would not wish upon anyone. Um, it, it really is um, something that's hard to wrap your mind around to, to have say that you're so dark and that you don't feel any other way out except for, for out of life itself. So in my chapter, I just kind of talk about, um, my whole journey um, with depression myself and, and losing my dad and the after effects of that and what I went through and knowing that myself that I was in a dark place, I wasn't in that dark of a place, but knowing that if I didn't change something about it and something about my life did not change, I could end up there. So that's where, what my chapter is about, is about you know getting my life back and uh, making changes in my life and how God really said, tapped me on the shoulder and said, if you want something different, come with me. And that's kind of where my story came from and, and how that changes. So um, that's my, the gist of my chapter. Well, thank you for that. You know, what's been beautiful of talking with you ladies, um, I've done the first two parts. You guys are part three and there's one more to go. But in each person's story, the lessons that have come through, they the conversations that they've had with God, I feel like I've had those same lessons. I've had those same conversations. And I think that's the beautiful part of what you guys have put together here is that your stories are, even if the details are different, the lessons that we pull from them, the relationship that we either build or deepen with God, the, the, they're the same, they're the same, right? And it then becomes, we go through what we go through, not just for ourselves, but for other people. And it's those testimonies and our willingness to share the story that makes the difference. And I, and my own story had the conversation like as audible as you and I are right now, where God was saying, try me, right? Mm -hmm. You've never you've never tried me, try me mm -hmm. and just changing the trajectory of my life. So 
I, I feel you on that. Uh, Kathy, I'm just going to go across my screen the way I see you guys. Kathy, tell us a little bit about who you are and um, about the chapter in the book. Sure. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here and uh, so excited to hear the great news, Dara. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so this is not my first published writing piece, but it is my first project with Action Takers Publishing. And um, I really wanted to share my story. Um, I've had a lot of struggles in life that started at a very early age. Um, I won't tell my whole story, but um, I did share a few things in my chapter. And one big piece was that I grew up in an alcoholic environment. And, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, chaos and dysfunction. There was love there, too. And I certainly don't fault everybody. You know, we were all doing the best that we could do. But um, when you grow up in that kind of environment, it it can really anchor some negative things. And so um, life has been very challenging uh, with that and, and uh, some of the other things that have happened in my life. But I really wanted to share this piece of my story uh, kind of along the lines of, of what you were saying too, is that um, it can be very isolating as you're going through it and you think you know, you look out into this world and you see all this life taking place and with all that hardship, you can feel very alone. And I just wanted to share my story um, to let the readers know that if you are going through some difficult challenges, uh, you are stronger than you know. You are much stronger than you know. And you can make it through and the sun will shine again, and life is really beautiful. I love that. I love that. And and you're right. We are all stronger, right? We don't realize how strong we are really until you see it in the rearview mirror, right, on the other side. Right. And um, in my story, I did not see that until people kept saying, you're so strong, you're so strong. I was like, well, no, I'm not. Um, and in some ways, even though I am, and we all are, I realize that it's not a strength that's born of my humanness, right? And I think that's the important part as people of faith, is that the strength is not out of our humanness. Uh, Alicia, uh, tell us about you. I know you've got a little one there. I can see that. So you're a mom. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about you and your chapter in the book. Um, so I am first and foremost a mother, as you can see, to a little spunky 10-month-old who doesn't want to take a nap right now. <laughs> he's of course, he's excited that his mom's a best-selling author. There you go. We'll sleep. give him this pass. We'll give him this pass one time. Um, I am also, and kind of goes with, he wants to be up here, um, a former foster youth. Uh, and so becoming a mother was huge for me, right? Um, coming from the foster system and then having to learn and develop on like how to be a mom um, and show unconditional love and what I'd be able to. But um, my chapter is called Rising from the Ashes. And I kind of showcase my story and some of the things that I went through in the foster system 
while also showcasing how not only did I overcome these things, but I've broken that cycle of poverty, abuse, and neglect for my child. Um, and my, my whole initiative with my story and with Dara and you know, Linda and all of us coming together was to kind of spread light on a situation that's not talked about very often because foster youth are often put to the background or it's hard to understand um, what we go through because without walking in our shoes, it's hard to empathize, right? And so I just wanted to showcase a real life story of something that happened, but also show that I overcame that adversity. Despite that adversity, I've succeeded in life, right? I'm an owner of a small little uh, business. I'm a real estate agent and I'm a mom um, and I've kind of broken all of these cycles. And so it's possible to rise from the ashes is what I wanted to showcase, right? Um, and the initiative of this was not only to shine a light and be the voice for the voiceless of the millions of foster youth around the world, but also to just show that, I mean, with the help of everyone and to help change the system, those other foster youth can rise from the ashes as well. Well, thank you. Thanks for sharing. And um, congratulations on all of that. Being a, the mom of a 10-month-old, I don't have the energy for that. So <laughs> kudos to you. Uh, Kelly. Yes. Please introduce yourself. Tell us about you and a little bit about your chapter. Okay. My name is Kelly Colley. I'm based out of Orange Beach, Alabama. I'm married with the mother of um, four boys. Um, the youngest is 17. And the name of my chapter is The Birth of the Red Bird. Um, ooh. Sorry. Don't feel what you feel. Feel what you feel. It's still a day-to-day -day healing process, um, but through this whole thing, I have learned um, that God is resilient, and God is always ever-present, always. Um, I lost my 24-year-old son um, less than a year and a half ago to a fentanyl poisoning, and... Um, in the chapter, I take you through um, through the process um, of grieving and basically my struggles, not only as a mom, but as myself and trying to find my true self and basically going through an identity crisis and being mad at God. I mean, really, really mad at God, even though I was so spiritual and I knew they had an ultimate purpose for everything, but this was just a little bit too much. And um, what I have learned though through this whole process is that no matter what, he brings beauty from ashes, always. And he's always ever present in our lives. And sometimes we don't know or we don't understand um, the direction of our paths. But when I was approached with this, my flesh was like, don't write. <laughs> don't write. But my spirit said to write. And I was so struggling with it. When I sat down, I was like, God, this is going to take me forever to write this because I don't want to rehash going back through this process again. I don't want to deal with the feelings. And the Holy Spirit led me through it and was able to write everything down within 45 minutes. And 
when I went back and read it, I knew that it was not me that was speaking. It was the Holy Spirit speaking through me. And just to be able to have the opportunity to share just some of the feelings and some of the raw emotions that I was having and some of the things that were happening in our household. And the biggest thing that I've learned, you know, throughout this process is that I have to be so patient with myself. Hmm. I have to. Um, and that's, you know, every single day down to every single millisecond because I mean, anything can change in a matter of seconds, but I've learned to be so patient with myself and I've learned to see people through God's eyes. And that's, the most important thing to me is being able to recognize, you know, what we're here for and understanding, you know, what our purpose is here. I love that. You know, Kelly, um, I lost my son um, on the day that he graduated from high school. And so that at this point is seven, a little over 17 years ago. So I think, you know, you have lots of people who will say, oh, my God, I can't imagine. Uh, unfortunately, mm -hmm. unfortunately, I can. But what I know is that in God's hands, right, that that your experience is going to make such a difference for so many people, men and mothers and fathers, Right. It, it's just it all of your stories. But, the, you know, there's something about the story of mothers losing their children. You know, one of the sweetest things that God said to me, and it was the most it was like my aha moment. And it didn't come until later. And like I said, now I've learned to kind of really I'm moving into a different stage of the grieving process. But one of the most powerful things that he said to me was that he was never yours in the first place. Yes. Yeah. And that's the truth. Yeah. He, God trusted me with him. Yeah. And that's an honor as a mama. And, you know, as much as that is true for that, that's really true for all of our stories and all of the things that we go through. None of none of what we go through is for us alone. Right. And and in Jesus Christ, he has experienced in the human form what we've been through the pain right temptation you know being hated all of those things and the other thing you said that i love is like seeing people through god's eyes and when we walk out our journey in trust and faith that we change right we're not none of us or the people we were before. And so I, I want to spend the last bit of our time together. Uh, and I'm going to give you a second to just think about that. How are you different than you were before what you've gone through? And, and if you what you've gone through is, is not in this, the discrete event. Like some people's things are discrete events, but it's more of a continuous event. Like for Alicia, right? Being in foster care, that's not that's not just like one moment in time. That's sort of a, a an ongoing thing. But I want you to think, of how have you changed? In maybe there's the there's a moment where you realized that there's hope. 
that there's light on the other side of this. And I want to give you a second to think about that. I want to mention again the book, give our audience an opportunity to join in all the others who have purchased the book and made you all best-selling authors. Um, here's your opportunity. I'm going to share um, the book is She is an Overcomer. All of the ladies here, uh, Kathy, Alicia, Dara, and Kelly are uh, just four of the 31 contributing authors to this book. Um, you can get it at actiontakerspublishing.com slash overcomer. Actiontakerspublishing.com slash overcomer. Um, the the authors of the book have contributed. There are, um, there's $3,000 in, in gifts that they are giving to you when you purchase the book. So go to this link, purchase your book today. And um, one, be supportive of these ladies and what they have chosen to share with you all, right? One, that they've chosen to share their stories with you, um, but see how their stories can help you through whatever it is you're going through. And so I'm gonna start with you, Alicia. Um, how have you changed, right? As the, the result of maybe that moment where you realize there, there is actually something of benefit or a, a positive in my experience, and there's hope and light on the other side. And how have you changed as a result of that? So I think that my aha moment, um, like Kelly was talking about, I was kind of in that same place, you know, for a long time. I was so mad at God. I didn't understand why I was going through one thing after another and after another and being put with one family and then having to move to another because of the abuse from this family, just to walk into abuse into another household, right? And so I really struggled with that turmoil inside of me, but I think that it was whenever I recognized and I um, started speaking with other foster youth um, that it kind of hit me. And I realized that not only could I make a difference in their lives, right, um, by showcasing to the world, using my story, using our stories to show, because I think that there's a difference between being able to say, hey, we need to change the foster system. And then someone who's gone through it being like, hey, this is what's happening in the foster system. I have lived it. I have seen it and I have overcome it. Right. Um, but at the same time, I can go to these foster kids and I can tell them, Hey, I have walked in your shoes. I have overcome the strength, the resiliency, the coping mechanisms, the survival skills that we, you know, take on during this process of being in the foster system are all there to lead us as we grow. And so I'm able to showcase to them like, hey, you can do this. I did it. We can all do this. And so I have two sides of the story of, you know, how it's changed me. Once I was able to view my story as a, as a mechanism and as a means to help transform other people's lives, I was able to see my story not as, oh, my goodness, why did I go through that, God? And otherwise, as thank you for giving me this story. Now in your name, I will go and change these lives. I love that, right? And, and we become an instrument of, of his, right? We become a, a vessel through which he can do his work. So I love that. Kelly, 
Ooh, I'm I'm still learning. You know, I mean, it's it's still this is still really fresh for me. So I mean, it's um, I can tell you that the biggest thing is, you know, it's like God has shaved off a lens off of my eyes, you know, to where I can actually see the world and see people for who they truly are. You know, like I said, seeing seeing people through God's eyes and. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm perfect by no means. I mean, I'm still a tragic hot mess on some days. And then, like I said, I have to be patient with myself and very forgiving with myself. Um, I said, but this is just a, a process and a road that he's taken me down. It's part of the journey. And um, but I think what I've really hung on to the most is understanding that, you know, tomorrow is never promised. The next next second's not never promised, you know, and to make sure that we're absorbing every single conversation that we're having with people stopping to take those few minutes, you know, to really look at people in the eyes and see, you know, what's going on with them and just loving on people and, um, and just being there, you know, just being, being present in that moment, um, whether it's a family member or a child or, um, you know, a friend where whoever it may be a stranger, but just being just present in that moment with them because you never know what God may be leading you to or a conversation. Amen. It's so true. It's so true. And and grace, you know, giving yourself grace, right? Extending grace and patience to yourself as you are walking your journey. And, you know, we all have one and, and, and we get stuck in these places of how things should be and things should be exactly as they are, because that's where God's doing his work. Yeah, He's doing his work right where we are. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Kathy. Yes, well, there have been just so many challenges in my life. Um, probably, I think what is most prominent now is I am just focusing on living in the present and letting go of the past. It's gone. And just loving myself and my family. I'm so in love with my beautiful family and myself and my life and just focusing on uh, what's working and <laughs> letting go of what's not and making my dreams come true. I'm just, uh, it's, it's been quite a journey, but I'm, I'm very happy. That's beautiful. Happy to be Thank where you. I am. Thank you. And Dara, I'm going to let you have the final word as the principal co-author of this book. Um, what was that moment for you, if it was a moment or if it was something just sort of a continuous thing that um, where you just realized there was hope and light on the other side? Yeah, for me, it, it, it's on, it's definitely an ongoing process. And and every day I just remember that, you know, if I didn't do as well today as I'd like to, that I just got to give myself some grace and try a little better tomorrow. So I love that that Kelly mentioned grace because that's a big one for me. Grace and gratitude. Um, for me, though, the moment was um, I did have a moment in my life and I talked about this in my chapter where I found myself spiraling. And I knew that if if I didn't that some I knew and I was I was trying to find something I was not a practicing person of faith like I I, I loved God and I knew God but I wasn't in a relationship with Him, um, you know it was that He was that that uncle that you know and that you you know but 
when you needed something, you know, you, you, you might say something, but you never really were in that true relationship. But I was in that moment and, and I was in my darkness and I was medic self-medicating on, on a, with a, you know, a bottle of wine and, and Facebook and just had a bad day. And I just knew and I was like, God, something's got to change. And it was, there was something in a moment where something clicked inside me and it said that joy was a choice. Mm. I can actually make the choice. He gave me the free will and it's something I can choose. And, and something that I've learned through this process and, and all of it is that having depression and being depressed are different. Having depression is something that's out of your control. And sometimes you may need a therapist, you need medication, whatever it may be. But being depressed is a choice. It's an emotion. Being depressed is something that I can choose. And with, you know, with God side, practicing um, gratitude and other multitude of things, you know, I can actually say, okay, enough is enough. It's time to come out of this and, and I can bring myself out. But the, but the main thing is, is not to discredit mental health or mental health, um, um, any kind of mental health illness. Depression is a, is a, is a diagnosis. Being depressed is an action. Hmm. You know, wow. We had that conversation, not specifically on depression, but just the, the, the difference between the choices we make and the actions that we choose to take. Right. And so much of life and what we do, what we go through, how we choose to pick up and move on is a choice. Right. And absolutely, if you need help, if you need help, get help, seek help. Right. And another reoccurring um, theme is that the, the, the voices in our head, the enemy, you know, trying to isolate us and separate us and make us think we're the only ones and shame. So let's keep it to ourselves. And all of you guys should be commended absolutely commend it for stepping up, sharing your stories, putting it on paper, right? It's not even like you're just sitting and telling a girlfriend or someone that you've met and you say it and it's not there forever. You guys are talking about it on video. You put it in words on, on the computer screen and it, now it's in, in books, right? So it's there. And those lies, the lies of the enemy, the lies, the, the inner critic, the voice in our head cannot stop us from sharing our stories, sharing the testimony of God's faithfulness and grace. So um, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for taking the time to come here and um, talk with the audience about what you've written about, your stories. And again, congratulations on being best-selling authors. I wish you all the best. Now on to international number one. You guys go ahead, get it done. I am going to sign off here and start part four of this story. Hope you guys will join in and watch that piece as well. So thank you so much and take care. Thanks for joining us for Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. If you like our show, please share with your friends. And if you haven't already, 
subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. Your questions, comments, and feedback are welcome. You can find out more about us at lifelemonslemondrops.com. 